Unified Network Fabric, Episode 44. Welcome back, my friends, nerds, geeks, and ziglets out there. Today, I have another episode of the Zigbits Network Design Podcast, where zigabytes are faster than gigabytes. As always, my goal is to provide you with real-world context around technology. I'm your host, ZigZiga. Welcome back to the show, and thank you all for listening. Yay, we're actually trying to get this one out there on the right schedule today. I know we've been off topic or off the schedule for a while. We're really trying to get back on the two-week schedule. So hopefully this gets released on time and you guys can consume this content and it's good for you. Today's topic is specific to a concept that's a little bit different. That's It's really going to kind of potentially change uh, your thought process moving forward with this, this, this software-defined world, if you will. So um, the title of this episode is called Unified Network Fabric, UNF as the abbreviation. So Unified Network Fabric. And, and I want to be, I want to preface all of this by saying that Unified Network Fabric is not a vendor solution. It is not a marketing pitch. This isn't a vendor marketing pitch, at least not yet. You know, vendors and the marketing teams will take this stuff and they will make it a marketing pitch someday, I'm sure. But that's not the point of this. The point is that this is not a marketing pitch. It is a transformational concept that will um, that'll it'll just change how we do things within the soft-defined world. But it's a transformational concept that um, we'll, we will explain in detail. Um, that honestly, it, it it fully meets business priorities, requirements, and outcomes that that the businesses are trying to achieve today. Like I said, it's it's transformational, it's evolutionary, it's, um, how do I put this? It's going to require you to have kind of a change in how you think about things, a change in your your mindset. And then and some of your thought processes will also have to transition from what they, what you currently think about to thinking of things a different way. Let's start out this conversation, this discussion about software-defined solutions, right? Again, we always try to keep things vendor agnostic on this podcast. So today we have software-defined solutions. We have a ton of them, right? But let's break them down. And I like to kind of break this down into there. They are multiple independent fabrics. And what I mean by that is they, they, there is a fabric in each place of the network. That's, that's usually how I like to identify, right? So there's a fabric in the data center's location. There's a fabric in the campus or the access location. There's a fabric in the WAN location. And then finally, there's a fabric in the cloud. Now, I like to terminize these as microfabrics, if you will. Because again, we're talking about a concept that's that's unified network fabric. So these these individual fabrics in, in these places in the network, I like to terminize them and I will continue to terminize them as microfabrics in today's episode. Now, these microfabrics, right, they have some inherent characteristics in each place of the network. So there's, there's segmentation, there's a policy enforcement engine, there's single points of truth in each fabric. There's um, a number of these, these capabilities, if you will. Now, when we take these fabrics and we put them together in an architecture and we have all four of these fabrics, we, we come to this realization that there is no true native end-to-end segmentation. 
While we have that segmentation, that micro-segmentation within each individual fabric, we don't have a true end-to-end -end segmentation that transpires all the fabrics. That's end-to-end. -end. We don't have that end-to-end -end segmentation. We also don't have a consistent policy with consistent enforcement between these fabrics. So again, we have policy within each fabric and we can manage that policy and we can have consistent policy within a fabric, but we can't have the same consistent policy that's in one fabric across all the fabrics. In addition to this, there's no single point of truth. So there is no one place where you can look at and see everything that's happening in the enterprise, in this entire architecture or this entire network. And when we have these different fabrics in these different locations, we have multiple fabric types. And these, fabric, these different fabric types add to the level of complexity. And in addition to that, the, the disparate tools to manage these fabric types makes it more complex and the operations and maintenance takes longer to complete. And then obviously we just have, we have a single pane of glass in each of these fabrics, but really what we're getting from a, from a architectural point of view is a single pane of glass, but multiple single panes of glass. So now we have a single pane of glass in our data center fabric. Uh, we have a single pane of glass in our campus or access fabric. And then we have a single pane of glass in our WAN fabric. And then finally, we have another single pane of glass in our cloud fabric. So hopefully you get the picture that I'm trying to paint here, that it's, it's a little convoluted that we have these four fabrics and we keep calling them single panes of glass, but in reality, we have four or more single panes of glass that we have to now log into, make changes, apply whatever security controls or policies that we want, and instantiate that within only that one fabric. So when we are talking about one microfabric, all of these capabilities that are negative across fabric, fabrics, all these capabilities, they reduce complexity and risk. But when we talk about all of these microfabrics in the end-to-end -end architecture picture, we exponentially increase complexity and risk because we don't have these capabilities inherently there end-to-end. -end. What, we, what we are truly lacking in this industry, in this world that we work in and this, we, we strive in and our careers are in, is this interconnection between these microfabrics with all these associated capabilities included. So imagine for a second that you have a single point of truth for the entire enterprise, not those four different single panes of glass, each in their own microfabric world. Imagine a true end-to-end -end segmentation strategy that isn't limited to a single fabric, but is incorporated throughout all fabrics. And then I want you to imagine a full end-to-end -end quality of experience framework. Now, if you haven't heard me talk about quality of experience before, please do not confuse this with quality of service. Quality of experience is everything to the end device and end user. It includes quality of service, but it also includes session-based security. It includes any policy definitions, um, it includes any bandwidth restraints. It includes a whole number of things to that end user and that end device. That's quality of experience, that user experience. Forget for a minute, right? Because we all like to be technical. 
we jump to the how. So I want you to forget about the technical how to do this for a minute with the stitching together of the different microfabrics, you know, with VXLAN or VRS or virtual networks. I want you to think of the potential possibilities that a capability just like this can provide. This is where the transformational concept of a unified network fabric comes into the picture. It opens the door and enters us into a new world. So what is a unified network fabric? When we start to talk about all of the different microfabrics together, holistically, which we call a unified network fabric, that, that term that we're terminizing, right? Again, it is not a marketing term, at least not today, and it is not a vendor-specific solution. This unified network fabric, we can start to characterize what this truly means to our businesses from a capabilities perspective, a outcome perspective, and then a goals and drivers perspective. So what does this look like, right? Again, let's, let's assume the technical how is already there. If the how is already there, what capabilities we would assume or we would prefer to see in this unified network fabric world? So one of the capabilities that I would like to see is the ability to administer the entire enterprise architecture as a single administrative domain. No longer do I have to go into each single pane of glass or each controller or each orchestration element and make changes or the same changes to all of these different devices and these different controllers, these different brains, if you will. Now I'm going to the single element, that single device or that single pane of glass. I'm making my changes. I'm making my intent known and it's pushing that intent where it needs to go across the enterprise, across the entire end-to-end -end architecture. Ubiquitous connectivity. When we talk about ubiquitous connectivity, what this truly means in this world, this unified network fabric world, is that we no longer care how you are connecting to this unified network fabric. As long as you're connecting, what does this mean? This means it can be, we, it could be connecting via wired, via wireless. So those are pretty so those are pretty normal, but we got new Wi-Fi 6 out and about. We got carrier networks, so we got 4G, 5G connectivity. We also have satellite connectivity. We have some WAN point-to-point -point circuits out there, uh, those those kind of satellite legacy connections out there. We have service provider connections. Um, really, it doesn't matter what our connectivity is. That's what ubiquitous connectivity really stands for. It no longer matters how you're connecting to the environment. As long as you are connecting, you will get the same access that you need, the same quality experience that you get here or, in, in it, or there. You're going to get it the same everywhere within the architecture. Consistent policy enforcement, my friends. So when we talk about consistent policy enforcement, we mean, okay, we have this single pane of glass across the entire architecture where we can apply our policy and apply our intent. But now that policy is consistently enforced across the architecture by that, that controller element at the top. 
So now I can say, I'm gonna go ahead and instantiate a virtual network for this application. And I log into this main controller. I go ahead and I instantiate this policy that I know what I need. It's an application policy and whatever it gives to that application. Maybe it's latency driven. So I need to ensure a certain number of latency, a certain number of delay. Maybe it's voice or video traffic. So I instantiate that policy in my controller. And that policy is enforced end to end, wherever that application lives, dynamically. That's what we're, that's what I'm envisioning when I say consistent policy enforcement. That's what I see. End to end segmentation. And I mean true end to end segmentation. I don't mean within each microfabric. I mean true end to end segmentation where you may be in the WAN or you may be in the campus slash access. And you're going to get the exact same segmentation that you need in the WAN and the, in the campus and then also in the data center and the cloud. It doesn't matter which fabric you're in. It's just a matter of if it's the same policy, the same requirements, it dynamically gets applied where it needs to be applied. Then we have enhanced programmability. Everyone's in this industry should know that programmability is becoming even more prolific within our, our, our industry and having some understanding of how to program. Now, again, I've mentioned this before, that does not mean that you need to go out and get a computer science degree today. That does not mean that our jobs are gonna get replaced by programmers. What does this truly mean? This means that we, as network architects, network engineers, network designers, should have a baseline of understanding of programming concepts. What are the different constructs that goes into creating a program or creating a script or creating a Python plugin? What, what are those constructs? The different languages, like an if statement, a while loop, a for loop. What, how do you define variables? How do you, what's a function versus a method? All these things are just the basic stuff that we are going to need to know. That doesn't mean that we're going to be building these high-end development programs that um, would cost a lot of time and effort to do. It means that we're going to need to understand how to do some of those Python scripts that we might need, or maybe those API calls, or maybe we're going to script a whole bunch of API calls in a workflow that we're going to go ahead and allow others to call that workflow through the web front end of our controller. So enhanced programmability. So really what this means after the definition I gave you is that the unified network fabric inherently is going to have the ability to, to program, enhance programmability end to end. Wherever you need to apply some, some, some additional logic to what you're doing or workflows or scripts or, or whatever code you want, that you're going to be able to do that in this, this architectural framework that we're talking about. The last kind of capability is the cloud enablement. So we're talking about full cloud enablement, be it and I leave the, the definition of cloud kind of vague here, but I mean, it could be private cloud, it could be public cloud, it could be hybrid cloud, it could be micro cloud, it literally can be any form of cloud. Hosted cloud, as long as it follows your, your organizational policy, the unified network fabric is gonna have this capability inherent to it. Because nine times out of 10, you're using cloud. And you're using cloud either for a service uh, infrastructure or a platform. So if you're using it for a service, maybe you're using Office 365. Maybe you're using it for, maybe you're, you're consuming Netflix. Maybe you're consuming AWS. Maybe you're going in there and you're consuming VMs. 
um, or you're building VMs. There's a whole bunch of options from a cloud perspective. So having embedded the embedded capability of cloud enablement is key to this being successful. So those are the capabilities from a technology perspective that these fabrics, these micro fabrics should have when we're talking about a unified network fabric. So if I can take a minute and discuss, I, I kind of grazed over this, this kind of single controller, higher level controller element. And really what I want to call out here is that for a unified network fabric to be successful, we would need a manager of managers or a controller of controllers. However you want to terminize this. Again, this is not a product. It does not exist today. This is just me talking to you about ideas and conceptual um, frameworks around how we move forward in this industry. A manager of managers or a controllers of controllers, whichever way you want to self-identify this topic to yourself, the intent here is that no longer do we go into a controller in the data center fabric and modify things. No longer do we go into a controller in the campus fabric and modify policies. Now we go into this, this higher end manager that manages these other fabrics. Think of multi-vendor solutions. I'm, I'm talking about cross-vendor, the, the ability to have a cross-vendor manager that can manage every different vendor that's out there. Solutions, software-defined solutions, so that you can go ahead and pick the solutions that fit best in your organization. If that's vendor X's SD-WAN solution and vendors, vendor Y's SD data center solution, then so be it. You have this manager of managers or controllers of controllers sitting on top of them, and that is how you instantiate all of your unified network fabric end-to-end. -end. So what are, this, what are certain things that we should talk about when we talk about this manager, right? Each microfabric has its own manager. We've already talked about that, or a controller. Some of these microfabrics have more than one controller, depending on the solution that you're thinking of talking about. Some of them only have one brain or controller, while others have three or four controllers. Um, what we really are taking, um, talking about here is a higher level manager that fully manages each microfabrics manager, thus defining this as a true manager of managers. Now, from a capabilities perspective for the manager of managers, here are some high level things that they should have, that this, this manager of managers should have. It must be highly available. Now, however you want to think about this. It must be highly available within a site, across sites. It must be high avail highly available across continents, across the world. You have to have a way that this manager of managers cannot be fully brought down. It must be highly available. It must operate at a global scale. So that means the scalability of this manager must be able to, to handle the global scale of the world and all of the traffic that, that can include. All of the analytics traffic, all of the the routing and the switching traffic and the applications and the controls, the policies. It needs to be able to have all of that embedded and it needs to be able to scale to that size. It must be responsive and it must be near to real-time responsive to network events. This is the main, this is like the brain of brains of the entire unified network fabric architecture. Must accommodate multiple IT ops groups. So when we talk about that, what we're really trying to say here is that there's an option of having a nested manager of managers where you can apply one policy at one level that it's inherited to the sub-levels and enforced or required, but then you can also allow those sub-levels to apply their own policy that the parent level does not have visibility over. 
So it must have the ability for different IT operations groups to manage the solutions where appropriate, but then also enforce their own security and policy controls where appropriate. The next capability this this truly needs is the ability to, to support differing operational models. This manager of managers for the unified network fabric needs to be able to, to be flexible and adapt to the different operational models that we see in the industry. Some of those operational models will become legacy models, and then you'll have newer models being invented or defined. And this manager of managers has to be so flexible that it can incorporate these new operational models, even though they're different. This manager of managers capability needs to support multiple tenants within a domain. It needs to have the ability to have one tenant and a second tenant, and then it needs to have child tenants of those. This manager of managers needs to be a distributed tiered deployment. You need to have some sort of distribution architecture so that high, highly available like we talked about at the beginning, but it needs to have a way to distribute the load and the services and the resources to, include, to increase efficiency, but also it needs to have the ability for a tiered model, uh, a deployment model for policies and standards, depending on the, the higher level parent organization. So with a true unified network fabric, we can administer our entire enterprise from one single administrative domain, one. Once again, I'm gonna reiterate here that UNF or the unified network fabric is not a vendor solution. It is not a marketing pitch. Again, at least not yet. But it is, it is a concept, an architectural concept that, that is kind of spanning the thought process. It's changing minds. It's mindset shift. Today, we talked about the different microfabrics within a unified network fabric. And those are a data center fabric, the campus slash access fabric, the WAN fabric or transport fabric, and then finally the, cl the cloud fabric. So those are the four fabrics, but we didn't talk about one other thing. It's not necessarily a fabric. It's actually interweaved between all the fabrics together, and that is security. And security and the shift in the philosophy around security towards a zero trust model is a topic in its own right that rates its own episode, honestly. We're going we're gonna to talk about zero trust in detail in a, in a next episode. But the key for this, the takeaway for now, I leave you with the understanding that within a unified network fabric, zero trust is pervasive end to end. Hey friends, nerds, geeks, and ziglets out there. That's going to close out today's episode of the ZigBits Network Design Podcast, where we covered unified network fabric or UNF. I hope you enjoyed that, this conversation regarding UNF and unified network fabric. It is a transformational mindset shift within our industry. It's thinking outside the box, if you will, or outside the little square that we all live in on a day-to-day -day basis. So think of it more like not written in stone, because none of this is written in stone, but these are conceptual ideas that we are processing and trying to find solutions moving forward into the future. You can visit zigbits.tech to access the show notes. Today's show notes for the Unified Network Fabric topic are going to be at zigbits.tech 44. If you liked today's episode, 
if it inspired you, resonated something within you, or provided a level of real-world context, let me know. You can find Zigbits on all the socials, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook, by searching for Zigbit. If I pronounce it right, that helps, right? Zigbits, there we go. You can also, of course, send me an email to feedback at zigbits.tech. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, it's a different way of doing things. We're not, we're not necessarily talking about design, right? We're talking about an architectural framework that doesn't exist. This is a new conceptual, conceptual idea. And, and it is imperative that we as an industry, we as an industry start thinking of things like this, start thinking of these concepts, these ideas, and how they would play out and how, what capabilities do they need to be successful? It's very important. All right, my friends, until next time, bye for now.